0: Today, we will be discussing the novel, The Devil in the White City, written by Eric Larson. The novel begins on April 14, 1912, aboard a ship known as the RMS Olympic, which is heading from America to Europe. Aboard the ship, architect Daniel Burnham sends a telegram to his friend Francis Millet, a painter who helped him plan the Chicago World's Fair of 1893, who also happens to be aboard the Titanic at that moment. Burnham discovers the telegram is unable to be sent to Millet so he sits down and reflects on the Chicago World's Fair that they created together. The Chicago World's Fair, also known as the World's Columbian Exposition, took place in 1893 to commemorate the 400th anniversary of Christopher Columbus discovering America. People from all over the country traveled far and wide to experience this world-famous attraction. Little did the country know, just a few buildings down, a heinous crime involving unsuspecting visitors was taking place. The scene shifts to Chicago, which is shown to be a fast-paced, free, new and exciting place for men and women both young and old. Chicago is described as being a place where people are losing their sense of morality, as the risks of death increase drastically, but people still believe it could never happen to them. In the novel, Larson conveys what he sees as irony between the magical fair and the dark murders occurring in the same area at the same time. The initial narrator, Daniel Burnham, discusses the obstacles he faced during construction of the World Fair and describes the process in establishing the fair in Chicago. While Burnham is working on constructing the fair, another story develops alongside it, this one about a charming malicious man named H.H. Holmes, who moves to Chicago to find work as a doctor in August 1886. Originally named Herman Mudgett, Holmes is seen as an attractive, charming, hypnotic young man who women love. The novel delves into Holmes' past and describes his unusual situation. At a young age, Holmes is seen to enjoy the effects of death and destruction. As he grows older, it is said that Holmes left a trail of unusual events wherever he went. He is seen as deceptive when he and his friend decide to fake the death of a family to take their death benefits for themselves. Holmes moved to Chicago after a young boy dies from the prescription obtained at Holmes' pharmacy and changes his identity into Holmes, the name under which he becomes recognized. As time goes on, Holmes purchases the building across from his pharmacy, designs it to suit his future malicious plans, and then opens it up as the World's Fair Hotel. Throughout his time operating as a hotel manager, Holmes lures and kills many unsuspecting people, an incident which would seem to be easily noticeable. However, it is said that it was so easy to disappear, so easy to deny knowledge, so very easy in the smoke and din to mask that something dark had taken root. This was Chicago on the eve of the greatest fair in history, meaning that it was extremely easy to get away with any crime or misdemeanor because everyone was too preoccupied with the flashy world fair taking place right next door. After murdering countless women in his hotel, Holmes sets fire to the building to collect a large insurance claim. Investigators begin to search cases involving Holmes and discover that he is responsible for the death of three of one of his workers' children and is sentenced to death. At the end of his life, he claims that he is transforming into the devil, and various people associated with his execution die mysteriously. The book The Devil in the White City shows the contrast between the magical world fair and the dark murders committed by Holmes, both of which took place minutes away from each other. Throughout the mysterious aspects of Holmes' actions and the light hearted intentions of the Chicago World's Fair, the differences are extremely varied. A major theme in the novel is shown through the differences in treatment between men and women. Larson mentions that the lead designers of the World's Fair are all men. While there are female architects who design buildings at the exhibition, they are paid less and are treated less seriously. When a woman argues with a male organizer of the World's Fair, Burnham has her sent to an asylum, where she then falls into depression. The World's Fair also becomes successful, partly because men pay money to disrespect women. They are shown paying money to watch women belly dance and hire prostitutes constantly. In a similar way, Holmes takes advantage of women who find him attractive or who are in economic need due to unfair pay and must stay at his hotel. This shows that the devil in the white city is really the city itself and its culture, which allows Holmes' brutal murders to occur without immediate repercussions, and is also the same city and culture, that allows men to patronize women at the World's Fair. There is a similarity between Holmes's crimes and the World's Fair's success, in the sense that both involve treating women more like objects rather than human beings. The theme of sanity and insanity is largely portrayed in the novel. The novel involves two completely different storylines occurring at the same time, and the author seems to draw similarities between the murderous Holmes and the good Burnham. Similarities are drawn to compare and contrast the guilt and innocence of the two characters. Holmes profits from the World's Fair, killing tourists who come to Chicago for the event, and even names his building, the World's Fair Hotel, after the fair itself. Both Holmes and the builders of the World's Fair are described as organized, efficient, and ambitious. They excel at persuading others, whether it be with flattery or bribery. The connections made in the novel between sanity and insanity also show us that the ambitions of the people who design the world's fair, such as Burnham, border on insanity, even though Burnham and Holmes are complete opposites. Both men are ambitious, driven, and intelligent, meaning they take on their work in much of the same way although one happens to be a malicious crime and the other an extravagant exhibition. This similarity in character traits may be used to suggest that there are no sane and insane behaviors and that there is only sane or insane desires, since they both may behave similarly but have completely different focuses. I hope you enjoyed this week's discussion of The Devil in the White City by Eric Larson. Don't forget to tune in next week as we discuss Waiting for Godot by Samuel Beckett, an exhilarating theatrical performance which puts even the works of Shakespeare to shame. If you have any requests for our next novel discussion or wish to be featured in our next installment, call into the number 555-555-5555. Again, the number is 555-555. Have a great week and always remember, books are friends, not food.